tonight I am very excited because I have Kathleen and I have Charlotte and they were the first guests that were invited to the Queenagers table for the Queenagers series that um, five of us are starting. So before like I kind of really get into our conversation, I just want to explain to anybody who probably doesn't know what I'm talking about <laughs> that um, a really wonderful lady, Deb Marini, contacted four of us, um, me, Lucy, Tracy, and Chrissy, and asked us if we wanted to collaborate on a project that centered around women our age, on the experiences and the knowledge that we had. And when I say women our age, I mean women over 50. And find a way to reach younger women with that information, maybe go into schools and talk to them. And it's, it, you know, I fell in love with the idea because as you know, I love going out and talking um, about any topic. But to kind of get that going, it's hard and you kind of have to build a little bit of, people have to get to know you, you have to have some recognition. So she invited us all to kind of spitball our ideas, our, our ideas, ooh, from <laughs> Brooklyn, our ideas. And, um, and I call it spitballing. <laughs> and one of us spitballed the idea of queenagers. And Queenagers, what we bring to the table and kind of sitting around the table, the five of us or the four of us, whoever could be available on the date that we pick and invite other women who don't know each other to come to the table with us and discuss a topic that we picked. We, we pre-picked the, the topics. And you were two of the four women that we asked to come to the table for the very first um, <clears throat> episode. And our topic was about aging. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were the subject matter experts. <laughs> well, the whole idea, too, is I want to talk to regular women. I know regular women. And I always say I know the best women, and I mean that, like, with all my heart. I really do know the best women. And we don't care what we look like, what we sound like, how we talk, do we curse, don't we curse. Nobody cares. We just have this... You know, the, I just have these friendships that, for me, bring so much to the table that I'm going to cough. <coughs> Sorry, maybe we can edit that out or not. And um, so I loved this whole concept. So then to, to meet different women and now hear, like, are we going through the same things? Are we not going through the same things? Is it just me? Is it everyone? You know, some are married, some are single, some have kids, some don't. Some are graying, some are not. I didn't hear <laughs> I did not. I did, I did. And we're just regular women. All of us are just regular women. So I was so happy, we were all so happy that you agreed to come to the table with us. And so I kind of wanted to have you on. We were missing Risa and Mora, who are also at the table with us, and we do miss them. But I kind of wanted to ask you what the experience is, what the experience was like, why you said yes. <laughs> why did you say yes? Because it was really just thrown out there. And then talk about some of the things that we brought to the table and, and you know, about aging. So, you know, I'll, I'll let you, you go, go first, first, Charlotte. Yeah, I'll first? let you go first, okay. Charlotte. Uh, I had mentioned when we were talking that night 
Maureen just texted me and goes, how old are you? <laughs> and I go, wow. I said, she goes, you know, and we don't talk all the time. We but don't. I feel like we're connected somehow, you know, and I'm, mm. I'm just always, you know, following everything with her mom, and I just grew to love her. And I just said, oh, I'm going to be 60 in March. With, well, I don't even think I asked why. You didn't. I didn't. You didn't. And <laughs> she came back, and she said, oh, I'd like to have this, you know, this group of ladies together. I didn't even ask questions. It was, she said something about dinner. I thought it was in a restaurant. Whatever. I go, okay, you know, just let me know, whatever. And she sent the date. But uh, just, again, I came because I, I want to change. I want to meet new people. And I don't want to not do things because I don't know what it is. I just want to, like, I trust Maureen. Right, you I, knew I, I wasn't going to hang you yeah, from, no, like, a zip line. I, I have to be honest with you. <laughs> I have to be honest with you, my paranoid Brooklyn mind was like, what if Maureen was hacked and I'm being set up? And oh, yeah. like there were those you. crazy yeah. little thoughts. But then as I continued the conversation and you were posing about it, What's your favorite color, Maureen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just was Where did we go to high school? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, again, What is Darreen's last name? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. We have to talk about Darreen and Renee. But I, again, I just put all the internal fears aside. I said, hey, this sounds like fun. I want to be a part of it. And even pulling up to the house, I didn't know where I was walking. I almost got run over by a deer that was in the way. <laughs> and then I, I just, I, it was such a great experience. And just the energy in the room from the minute I walked in, obviously your circle of friends and the woman that you picked, not just because I was picked, but the energy was so warm and trusting. And I didn't feel intimidated. I just, I really, I wanted to just hug everybody, and I think I did. Uh, it was great. And, and it was just, it, it, and that's why, like, we were talking like we knew each other. And we weren't worried about judgment. And, you know, it, I would love, I can't wait to see it because the conversation went all over oh, the place. Oh, I have seen it. I've it, seen it, it from beginning over, to end. And, and I did and see great. one little clip where there I am talking with my hand, so I'm trying not to do that as that's much. That's okay. Uh, yeah. But it's who I am. Uh, but it was great, and I was so really grateful to be a part of it. I'm so that makes me so happy. That does that makes me so happy because it really, it's it's a little bit of a pa it's becoming a passion project for me, like this podcast. And and anybody who knows me, when I when I get passionate about something, I become obsessed. So projects, not people. Uh -huh. Projects. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get obsessed with any no, people. That's great. And what about you, Kathleen? Well, um, I think as you know, Maureen, I met you through Chrissy Canny. Yeah. Um, I read your book. Mm -hmm. And I was probably compelled to, to meet the person that was in the book. Aw, thank I you. I couldn't believe that book would. It moved me. Aw. And um, I wanted to really put the person in front of me and be like, you know, give you a big hug and say, it was at the bookmark uh, store in Bay Yes, Ridge. yes. And I walked over there and I'm like, I'm meeting this lady. It's, you know, such a different kind of a thing, but I'm going to do it. And uh, and then we've been kind of corresponding. I think for a while you kept using this magic word for a while, and I was yes. sending you posts about magic, magic, yes. magic. And then that kind of evolved into other types of um, uh, different s like slogans or line items mm -hmm. or different passions, as you call them. Yeah. And I was involved a little bit through your mom's journey. Uh, Everybody was. Listen, but I have to tell yeah. you, Kathleen, I do have to. I have to say this, and we're not going to get off track, but it's like I do have to have this yeah. moment where uh, Kathleen reached out to me. My mom was in uh, the hospital. She was in Maimonides Hospital. And um, they had, it was, we were still kind of in, in the throes of COVID. And, but not like right in the beginning when you couldn't, when you couldn't go in and visit. And they put her in a bed 
and they put her in a bed without a call bell. Mm-hmm. And the first two days, I kind of just sat there like they literally gave her a little tiny dinner bell that you couldn't, you couldn't, it, like, you know, those bells that teachers mm-hmm. have, that would have been louder. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I, I was sleepless. She was not doing well at that time. And I just ranted on Facebook and Kathleen was the one who kind of directed me, like, this is what you have to do. This is who you have to get in touch with. And sure enough, the call bell that they said that w- could not be replaced was replaced. Oh, that's it's so those things. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very, so always grateful for that. Um, um, so that's um, those are those Facebook moments where mm-hmm. the reason I don't want to get rid of Facebook is because of things like that, because if someone reaches out, not just the birthdays, but the other stuff, too, mm-hmm. is nice. Um, and I'm glad I could help. And then I got the letter from your mom thanking me for writing her a letter or whatever that was that yeah. you did that chain reaction yes. thing. So through that journey, I have uh, feel like I'm closer to you than I even really. I don't see you daily. You mm-hmm. don't, you're not part of my everyday life, so to speak. But I feel very close to Maureen. And again, the trust factor is I know she's not going to be steering me down a, you know, a slippery path. No naked zip line. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This week. Um, But yeah, it was uh, one of those things I, when I went into that room, I knew you, Christy Canny. I saw pictures of other people, like um, uh, a few of the other people there. And the home was warm and welcoming. It was beautiful on the water mm. and I feel there's a connection with water especially since I've moved down now to the Jersey Shore so I really felt very um, embraced and um, I felt very uh, safe like we were all really okay. there for a mission a reason to say we're going to express ourselves in a way maybe where we didn't even know where it was going to go yeah and we didn't yeah we the, didn't the one thing I was talking about tonight the one thing that actually just blew my head off my shoulders was I forgot who it was it might have been Morris said something and we all uh we're in the age group now where we're dealing with we're, we're now orphans mm, yeah and a lot of I just are. remember feeling myself brimming up with tears like mm-hmm. because my mom is you know she's a little bit sick right now and I'm like wow that's pretty profound you know I yeah. never thought of it like that yeah so and it's kind it's a it's a um, it's a scary place to be, yeah. which was another reason why I jumped into this with Deb. <clears throat> because, And I did do an episode on this. I did a solo episode when I talked about waking up on New Year's Day and realizing nobody needed me. Like mm-hmm. the time that, was, that I was looking at on the horizon was all those moments I said, I, said uh, I just wish I had a minute. I wish I had a day to myself. I, I wish I could just breathe. And all of a sudden, there it was. Kayla's gone. She's, you know, living her life beautifully in the army. You know, my mom is gone. My brother's married to beautiful women, beautiful families. And here's all this time that I, it's like God just put that time right in front of me and said, all right, here it is. Now what are you going to do with it? And it was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. What am, I don't know what to do with it first. I don't know what it's like not to have anybody else to take care of or mm-hmm. be responsible for. And there was comfort in that, in in being that person that that other people needed and then Deb came to me with the concept you know came to me and the other woman with that concept and I thought "Mm, I can't be the only one feeling this way I can't be the only you know what would it be like to just kind of ask women and and kind of record it and then show it to other women and just keep inviting people 
randomly, not from the same groups, mm -hmm. you know, maybe my friends or someone else's friends, or maybe I'm the only person at the t table that's a connection. And the first topic we talked about was aging because it was such a broad topic mm -hmm. and it made us laugh, it made us cry. Um, it shocked us, thanks to Chrissy Canny being mm -hmm. the little instigator and me always taking the bait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> In the funniest way. So um, tell me a little bit about, tell me what you like about aging, about being the age that you are, and you don't have to reveal because we're just over 50. Um, <laughs> what do you like about aging? What don't you like about aging? Well, I, again, this is other topics like we spoke about, but what I, what I love about it is because you go through your life, and if you have kids, you're spending so much time raising your kids, taking care of your kids, and then you get thrown into uh, parent caretaking and and then losing them, th nothing prepares you for that. Mm. Uh, nothing. And again, even you were blessed with so much extra time with your mom, so you kind of knew, but you never, never prepared. And, you know, when that, after that happens, I'm like, I want to live longer. I want to do more. I want to – and then things that, for me, what I like about aging, I feel like I'm ready for the next shift. Mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, well, I did everything that the best I could be, the class mom, the you know teacher at times for religious education, everything else plus my full-time job. And I'm starting to know what makes me happy and what I like to do, and I'm excited about it. I'm not looking at like, oh, I'm turning 60 and I'm you know near death. Like I'm not. I, I hope not, and I try to you know live my life to keep that longer, but I'm excited about it because now I think, you know, maybe it's going away from that job I've been at and when I go into retirement instead of just you know of course I want to travel and do other things uh, I want to do some more craft stuff I want to do a bunch of different things I want to volunteer I want to be with women doing things for other people right uh, you know so I'm excited about it I just feel like like it clicked after all all the grief and everything I mean I think I really do think losing your parents if you've had a great relationship like I was blessed to have with my mom and and my dad and, and you just it starts to help you. You always do for others. My heart is I always do for others first, but it makes you want to do stuff now for you. Right. And that's what's exciting. Do you think it's because you have more time, a little bit more time? Well, like I, there's not the running around with the kids? and. No, I mean, I, I always fill my time with things, you know, or whatever. I always find a mission or something. But I just think it's because it's it's clearer. Mm. It becomes clearer what what makes you happy. I get I that. Think we're so used to making sure everybody else is happy and everybody else is fed and everybody, and everybody for even at work, you know, my staff. And I always, and I'm starting to turn it like, like this, this brings me joy. I never knew that, like, yeah. or whatever. And, yeah. and that's what I'm excited about. The thing I don't like, again, about aging, and I told you, driving here, I'm, real, I'm realizing <laughs> I can't see great at night now, like more than ever. Yeah. You know, and I have, I have glasses for the night and I'm putting them on them. I go, gonna wing it god take the wheel you know just making sure i'm not gonna yeah. hit something or a deer well i think i said it's like there are some roads i go down especially here in new jersey and i'm like i'm just going by feel yeah i'm just like yeah. it's it's reaction I, like i know which way it's gonna go so because i'm i can't really see as far ahead as i want especially at night i yeah. well i find those headlights are crazy well that's yeah. it it's the, yeah. it's the lights the thing and you know usually again i for at family parties, like I'm not the drinker, so I always, especially as with my kids and my husband, I forgot where we were recently, and I said, "Don't worry, I'll drive home." It was for my husband's birthday. We were down in Point Pleasant at Lobster Shanty, and I said, "I'll drive home." So as as I'm driving, 
my kids said, you know, where are you really realize you, you said you couldn't see good at night. <laughs> I go, I'm doing okay. And they go, well, you're kind of slowing down for the turn about a mile away. You know those you're circles? doing okay, Ma, but we're not enjoying you, you this know ride. The, we're you, a little you know nervous. The, the traffic circles? Yeah. You know, so I, I hate I, those. Yeah, so I'm just, I just, because I, you know, so when we got home, I go, I couldn't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it. Thank we're you, here. God. <laughs> and what about you, Miss Kathleen? Um, I think I learned now in the last maybe you know last seven or eight years nine years uh i kind of i don't care anymore i just do whatever i want to do i uh have lived too long to you know please others be this be that and you know do what makes you happy Mm -hmm. um feel your insides your gut and trust it if it feels good it stays good you know and the other thing is um Especially with my profession, I have decided to whatever comes at me that I enjoy doing, mm. I don't really care what others are whispering about or talking about. I don't let that intimidate me anymore. I tend to just be like, well, I like it. I'm doing it. See you later kind of thing. Yeah. We did. We, when we were younger, we did tend to react. Mm-hmm. Like we could be like, oh, I, I, you know, I want to do this. I like that. And then all it took was one, one or two friends to be like, yeah, but it was like that but suddenly made you not want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe it's not. So I, I, I understand that. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't tailor what I want to do around other people's opinions. Right, I don't let. I just look at it. I don't let someone else's vision become mine. Right. It's like you know what? It's like the, when you're meeting different people. Well. You may not like that person. You may not have had a good experience with them, but I may think like they're the greatest person in the world. I'm not. But when I was younger, I could very easily be like, no, you need to watch that person there. And I think when you get older, you learn like, let me experience it for myself. Because if you're right, then you're right. All right. I didn't. But but I have to learn for myself. Right. I'm glad that you. I'm glad you said that. That's a good. Because I think when you're younger, you want acceptance. Mm. And I think as you grow older and smarter and knowledgeable, you realize what other people think is none of your business. You know, that's where that comes from. So, like, you just, you have that confidence, like, this is what I'm going to do. And and I agree, even in business, like, I do what I need to do that Mm. makes my staff and me happy. And not everybody can pull it off, but I don't care what people are talking about. Yes. Well, my, my boss recently just uh, called me the fire starter. <laughs> oh, I, I just saw Drew Mary. I Drew, Bar- literally, Drew Barrymore yeah. go through my, my I head. I literally just will light something up and, you know, it, it just. And walk away from and walk it. Away. <laughs> I feel like the girl from, uh, you know, the, the one of those shows and uh, <laughs> just light it on fire and walk away. No, I change it. I'm a change agent. Mm-hmm. I'm a person that's going to bring shake it up a little Mm -hmm. bit you know Mm -hmm. i'm not going to just sit there and be like yeah everyone feels the same exact way because we don't yeah right i experienced um you know menopause a little earlier than some people i didn't know what was wrong with me i talk about it a lot to people and say did you ever get your hormone levels checked and things like that because i didn't really know what was wrong and i'm a nurse and i'm looking at this like well why am i sweating at night why can't i sleep why am i angry why this why that and i suddenly realized one night like it's got to stop. So I went to the doctor, and he's like, you have no estrogen. And I was like, what? <laughs> how does that happen? You know, what? how did that move away and leave me belong? <laughs> Where'd it go? What happened? Did it, can I get it back? Can I talk? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, it was just like, There's no estrogen no, there, fairy. There's, no, no, there's no, no tooth fairy either. So I ended, <laughs> I ended up having this really 
weird feeling like wow this is really now you go into this other world where you don't sleep well at night you get brittle nails and you know hair is different and your whole world is different. I look at pictures of myself of my younger self and I'm like wow to just have that time back <laughs> would be so nice but in the other respect I really love the fact that when I speak to like my nieces and nephews I can see them and and mm -hmm. say to them listen don't do just because you want me to be happy, do things that make you happy. Exactly. You yeah. Know? And I really love watching them say, like, I don't like that. I want to do this. And I'm like, good for you. You you said something that was good. And I, I, I enjoy instead watching of just going the crowd. Along. Correct. Right. Instead of going along with the crowd. I'm you know what? I'm going to piggyback right on what you said because uh, what I love about this age is I do not have a period anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about those things anymore. I don't have to worry about getting pregnant. I don't want to have I don't have to worry about carrying things with me, watching the calendar. It's like, yep, see you goodbye. And the thing I don't like about aging, should I say it? <laughs> Depends on what it is. Oh, you know what I said. <laughs> the thing that I don't like oh, about aging. I know what it is. <laughs> is you talked about hair so kids leave the room the, no kids are listening to this trust me um how the hair on your head you you do your hair thins out thank thankfully I, I had a lot of thick hair but i can even feel and um and don't worry christian is so used to me too anybody who listens to me is used to me um and i cut it out of the queen ager so don't worry about it um the the hair on your head you know, falls out, and within three days, it finds itself on your chin, on your cheek, on your chest. And I count to you, ladies, how like for three or four days, I kept pulling my hair behind my ear, behind my ear, and I had this one. Sh I was like, why will this hair not stay behind my mm -hmm. ear? And I realized because it was growing out of my out ear, of my ear. <laughs> and I was so I was so disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you get the little tiny wiry hairs and and they're just they're everywhere no matter how many times I pluck that it's like I pluck one and then another one pops up mm -hmm. and I think why is nobody telling me Maureen you have this big three-foot hair coming out of your chin <laughs> that you could bead you look like a catfish woman get in front of a camera <laughs> uh, get in front of a mirror that's why you have vodka so that you can <laughs> yeah thank god and um you know, and the other thing was a lesson that I taught some of the women at the table that I didn't even realize because one thing my mother did not tell me, are we ready, ladies? Because mm -hmm. I'm going to say it. I know what it is. Your hair turns gray everywhere. <laughs> and when I said it at the table, they were like, what? And I'm like, your pubby, your pubby hair, it turns gray. And they're like, what? Suddenly everyone's like, what? 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 Well, mine didn't. It was two mostly the blonde women said that because maybe theirs doesn't. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> but I can tell you that anything about aging right now doesn't have to do about my belly fat and you know, like I can I can handle the fact that my body's changing and I am now starting to watch what I eat, but it's the hair. It's hmm. the hair. Either either fall out and go away, mm -hmm. or at least for God's sake, stay the same color that you were when I came into the world. So that's, you know, that's my contribution. I have to share something on the hair thing. So as you're getting older, you're right. It, your hair gets thinner Everybody. here. But, you know, so I'm always feeling, and I used to, years ago, did a lot of the waxing. Yeah. And then I found it made me have, like, too many creases. Mm -hmm. So I started doing, you know, they make all those little, they tell you not to shave, but they do those hair 
things. Yeah. So every time we're getting in the car to go out, my husband's driving, and, and I, my son's like, you know, because he, he'll drive in from Long Island with his car, and we'll all go together to a wedding. He goes, must you do this every time? We go? I go, yes, because it grows every hour. I go, and if I did it this morning, I need to, and as I'm with them in the car, the, the light's brighter. I can feel I, a few on my face now. No, I, I know. I did it before, and I'm there, there's an air. So that's like the sound. We get in the car, they all get strap it, and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> and there I am every trip and it's, it's a joke it's funny yeah and your eyebrows turn gray too by the way yes. I didn't realize that yes. I wasn't happy with that either mm-hmm. so if I didn't like if I didn't dye my hair then I every part of my body would have gray hair because you know I have to do the pencil on my eyebrows because that hair falls out too it's just a mess those are the things about aging that I don't like <laughs> That's, I mean, you know, if that's the worst thing, that's right, not so it's bad. True. It's the small you know? things. And again, it's the health. We talk about, you know, as you get older, you know, health tests and things. And mm-hmm. that's a whole new world. But we've got to try and stay healthy and, you know, cut back where we can and just eat healthier and do some exercise. I know that's a big thing. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's, a, that's, that's tough with the exercise. Because <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. It does. It didn't hurt when I was younger. When I was younger, I was very athletic. I was athletically built, mm-hmm. and things came easy to me. Now, you know, I mean, I just had a baby 31 years ago. Do you expect me to still be in shape already? <laughs> <laughs> but it hurts. It hurts now. It's like, oh, this is, is, is it the exercise, or do I have osteoporosis? I don't know. Okay, it's the exercise, so I'll just stop, yeah. which doesn't help either especially when the sizes in your clothes get bigger. But, again, I'm starting not to care about that either. I'm just like, am I happy? Like, do you I go want that? It, you know what? It's like, a, it's like a seesaw. So one day you go, okay, I know, on the, according to the scale here thing, mm. I, I need to lose X number of pounds. And then, you you know, you know all the right things to do, what to eat, the, you know, the grilled chicken, the salad, none of the cakes and all that stuff. You cut back on the alcohol. And then some days you're like, Life is too short. Yeah. Why am I worried about this? It's just, but it, the thing is, I find myself when I let go too much, life is too short. Let me eat the, you know, it affects my health. Yeah. So I do feel I good when I am, and I'm not saying exercise, lifting weights all the time, but just like walking 10,000 steps a day, being active, and eating the right portions. Again, I can <sighs> eat four chicken cutlets while I'm frying them up. That's not good. You know, so I do. But feel it's chicken. I chicken know, is good for you. Isn't it protein? <laughs> oh my God! Did you? <laughs> Thank you, did Gabby. You, did you ever look at the restaurant menus? Did you see the calories in some oh, of those yeah, salads? Oh yeah, I do watch. Yeah. That's why I don't eat salads anymore. Sa- no, seriously, in a salad. Gave them up too. In a salad, so that's <laughs> like I'm not having salad. Give me the cheeseburger. It was less calories than the salad. It was, which is it crazy. Is. So again, but I think it's the moderation, and and because of our age and our metabolism that changes. We need to just be mindful of that. Cause but you did just say you eat applesauce, right? Unsweetened. Unsweetened. Yes. Applesauce. So what, what, what keeps you awake is, or what does that longer boost than coffee, is the natural apple, the fruit. You mm. know, not, not there's no sugar. There's, mm-hmm. there's natural sugar. And it lasts longer than what's in coffee. So wow. I'm getting proof now. I'm serious. I know. I can't. How'd you learn that trick? I don't know. I just, when I decided to give coffee, I, I just wanted something, and I happened to have unsweetened applesauce that I brought in case my daughter wanted to take it to, to work with her. And I had it, and I'm like, it was in the morning. Yeah. So I'm not drinking and enjoying my coffee with the vanilla creamer. So I just had that, and I'm like, hey, I'm awake. Like, this is great. And like I said, I had a cup before I left, so. 
<laughs> I think that's crazy, though. Look out, though. Look out it, world. Though. No, try it. If you are trying to cut back on your caffeine in- intake, some people like drink coffee all day, and then they're like, can't sleep at night. But it's really great. But the unsweetened, because I, I can't have like all that extra sugar. So Yeah, the extra sugar is yeah. tough. Yeah. So in aging... <laughs> Do you think, how do you think the world sees women our age? Do, do, do you think that, do you think that women look at, um, oh, this was interesting. I said to someone, someone said, well, so, so what do you talk about? I'm like, well, you know, it kind of is like wanting to, to talk to women our age and wanting to get their points of view. You know, there's really, there's, there's really no one to kind of look at, especially like on TV or, you know, the commercials. Everybody was telling me when I was in my 50s. I mean, I'm still am, but barely. Um, <laughs> 50s are your new 40s. 40s are your new 30s. And, you know, I was 55, 56, and the only commercials I could relate to were about sneezing and peeing at the same time <laughs> or, you know, thinking, oh, my God, maybe I should get, you know, Medicare or maybe I should be listening Arp. to – Right, like – so if 50s on my new 40s and the f- then then we're actually aging because this is what they are giving you know this is what women in, in their 50s are being told that they need they should be doing it's almost like we're invisible so she said well that's not true I, I don't think that's true at all I think we're better than ever and I said really she said yeah look at Jennifer Aniston and I just kind of sat there for a moment you know when you have a moment and you're like she just proved my point <laughs> I said, well, I'm sure in her group of friends, no pun intended, she's a regular person like the rest of us, but most of us do not make bazillions of dollars off of reruns of a show that well, they used well, to be on. As good as she looks at None of age. us have <laughs> personal trainers, and, and I'm not slighting her. She worked for that. But the majority of the world is does not have access to what she has access to. I'm talking about women like that. Well, you know, I admire her, and, you know, she's what keeps me motivated, and that's great. <laughs> that's terrific. But that's someone you admire. That's not um, that's not someone who is in the same pool like a peer. as you. Like right. a, a peer going through what you're going through. Yeah. So I, um, for me, I feel like, even though I'm a, I feel like I'm a young almost 60, I feel like the world just kind of at a certain point that you're you're ready the world is ready for you to be the funny aunt or you know the grandma which is great you know because that's part of getting older and I truly cannot wait to be a grandma and if Kayla's listening I can't wait to be a grandma (laughs) (laughs) no pressure no pressure um (laughs) listen my daughter never gets pressure from me she'll be like ma if it's gonna happen I'll let you know um, but I, I feel like I, I, like, how does the world look at women like us? I almost feel like we're a little invisible still, even though we are rocking it compared to our grandmothers and great grandmothers and, you know, in some cases, even our mothers. So what do you, you know, do you see it that way? Is I, it just I me? It. Am I thinking about it too much? I <laughs> see it. So my perception of 60 years ago, when my old grandmother was 60, and she was a, an old Italian woman that wore the apron thing, whatever yeah. they called them. And she had all the, the smocks. saints, the smocks, and she'd pray. And I remember when she was 60, and she was old. We're different. I think, uh, I don't know, we're not that, or at least. No, we're it, not. We're not that. And, and yeah, I just remember. But 
you know, sometimes we're saying, do I just see myself as this, like, young at heart? And, you know, and, and a couple of times, you know, I get some rude awakenings. Like, yeah, like, you turn 60, you're up there. But, like, your energy speaks to who you are. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, oh, well, then I'm that close to death kind. You know, if you, if you go around with that attitude, that's how people are going to perceive you. And you're going to dress that way, and you're going to – I just try – like at work, I, I've been there a long time. Twenty-five years is a long time, and there's a lot of younger people in different positions. And and you know, I walk around and I interact with them, and I, I you know, but I'm still the older person at the company. Like they're there like five years and s- two years, and some are just out of college starting. And that to me is like wow, because I remember when I started young, mm-hmm. and then there were these older people. But I still keep my own. Perception. I think somebody uh, spoke about it the night we were all together. Like in my mind, uh, I'm younger. And Me too. I, and I'm I a solid 35 yeah, on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep that. I try to keep that. And even at work, there's nothing I can't do. Like I'm not intimidated by the technology. I, I, I learn it. I don't shy away from it. I don't say I don't know it. We've been through so many different systems at work over the years. And that's, that's good because, again, a lot of people freeze with that. And that's right. why they feel they have no skills because they don't adapt to it. But I don't know, but, you know, 60 is still 60. And we feel younger, again, even 50. It's the new 30, but if you're It's ask- not. If it's just yeah, not. I'm but sorry. But if you're asking how other people, I don't care what other people see me as. <laughs> I really don't. Like, like, you, like you're saying, how are we viewed or, like, that's why it was so refreshing with our peers that are going through the same thing. We were like a bunch of kids in the room. Like, there wasn't a judgment. There wasn't, you know. No, we were like a bunch of kids. Oh, that night, night, yeah. That night we were. Like, I didn't want to leave, but I had to because I had to work early the next morning. But there were a lot of of women out there who don't know how to move past that. And I guess that's what I'm talking about. There are a lot of women who kind of get stuck with, it. you know, is this it? Is this? And, And there's no messages coming from any direction that are encouraging you because some people look I don't need encouragement I really don't (laughs) I mean I think you all know that Mm -hmm. I'm gonna feel whatever way I feel about myself and some days I'm like wow I can't believe I'm gonna be 60 and other days I'm like yeah I'm gonna be 60 (laughs) and other days I'm like I don't give a shit if I'm gonna be 60 (laughs) this is how I feel on the inside but I do think think that there are a lot of women out there who are looking at 60 or just turning 60 and they're a little they're they're a they're a little intimidated by it and there's nothing out there that's going don't be intimidated it's great it's really there isn't really anything different about it does that make sense so that's what we yeah. think show. that's why yeah that's yeah. what the purpose of this is right so we are gonna follow our lives together well yeah that's why we started it <laughs> yeah. you know and hopefully people will watch it but like just being a regular person and a, and a woman in that in that realm you know do you see that i what i saw early on when I was 50. I remember 50 was pinnacle for me, like 50 is wow, you know? And I became, when I turned 50, I was just like, this is it, I'm 50, you know, I can, and I just took off from there. And now that I'm turning 60, I keep thinking to myself, it's only gonna get better because yeah. the wisdom is there now Yeah, that I didn't have before. The, mm-hmm. the feeling that I, don't say I can't, I can. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to just, like I ask, and I surround myself with younger people usually. Yes. To keep me kind of key. a breath of fresh air to say, listen, I have this idea. What do you think? And they're like, oh, it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're so good. You're so this. And I don't do it for that. I do it more because 
they have that that techie side that I don't have sometimes mm -hmm. and they're willing to teach they're willing to throw it out at you and I'm willing to give back in saying the old fashioned kind of way like it's okay you know I was once in your shoes I'm I was once a young nurse and I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And um, I throw caution to the wind and I say, this is how it was when I was a new nurse. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's how it was. And it was, we all helped each other out. I would love to see the nurse that was 60 and be like, oh. And that was only 20 years before I was, I mean, right. I was 40 when I became a nurse. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, oh, God, you're 60. Like, you know something. Like, I shook her for the wisdom <laughs> that she knew, you know? And she would be like, oh, that's no problem. All you're going to have to do is do this, this, and this, and the guy will be fine. I was like, wow, she knows everything, you yeah. know? So I was really love that about, you know, growing, but surrounding yourself with, younger people and then going back to school when I was uh, to become a nurse when I was 40 or uh, when I graduated when I was 40 was crazy for me like uh, people were like what are you what are you doing like I worked on Wall Street for all those years and then all of a sudden you just you know 9-11 happens be a nurse. Yeah. I'm gonna be a nurse they're like you are like why and I'm like I don't know let's just see not? what happens see what happens and I threw caution to the wind then too and that was 40 and then 50 <laughs> sounded good and then 60 sounded even better I'm excited yeah. to 60. I really am. I think I, w I really, I really want, I do really want women to understand that 60 is not like a marker where, okay, like I've lived most of my life and, and kind of settle into the comfort of, well, this is how my life is going to be. It's like, it can be different every, my, there's always been something different, not always good, not always bad mm -hmm. in every decade of my life. Mm -hmm. And once I got past New Year's Day, I realized, yes, it's sad that you have all this time and why you have all this time, but now you have all this time. Right. Now you have this time, and oh, my God, because I'm going to do that knock on wood, you know, that whole, yeah, knock on wood. I, I, have, I have a lot of time where I can really kind of, I look at it as building a legacy. What am I going to leave behind? Right. Right. What am I going to, you know, I broke one legacy, which took most of my life to do, but I finally changed that narrative and that legacy for my family. And now I feel like I want the opportunity to be able to change that legacy for myself. And when my time comes, look at it and go, you know what? I, she lived, mm -hmm. you know, she, my mother, my mother always wanted to travel. Yeah. She always wanted to go different places, and she never did. She never could. She worked so hard her whole life. But she had goals, and she set her goals, and she always reached them. And then when she hit, um, I think she was 69 when she was first diagnosed. So I would say maybe 68, she started traveling. Aww. And in the last 10 years that she had, I watched her live. Right. I watched her you know, like become a child almost like, oh, we w I went on a dune buggy ride. Like, I was in Mexico. I went on a cruise. Like right, it, yeah. it just yeah. became all of these wonderful, wonderful things. And I thought, so she was the first woman in my family to kind of be able to do that. And I say that from that generation, right, not right, mine, yeah. because I had traveled and everything. But for her generation, the first one to finally be able to buy a home and the, the first one to buy her own car. And I thought, look at all the wonderful things that you do that are part of your legacy and, and how you literally live to the last day. And I feel like 60 is 
is that's what I'm stepping into. And I want women to understand that we don't have to be the new anything. <laughs> I don't have to, you know, I don't have to be the new 50. Right. I'm six. I'm going to be 60 and I'm okay with turning 60. And that's how I feel. Like just, just be happy with it and embrace it. And, and instead of, I don't know, looking at the time as I don't know what to do with it, hopefully, you know, if people are listening to this or if they start to catch on with Queenagers and, and, and the rest of the, the projects that we're thinking about doing together collaboratively, we can start to really build a community of women that are like, look at us, like we're really smart and we've been through a lot of shit in our <laughs> lives. And even if you haven't been through a lot of shit in your life, you've still learned a lot. Oh, you still yeah. lived a lot. And even mentor, like we were talking about at the table, like younger women that are going through, they're in a different world. It's social media driven. It's it's images. It the self-confidence is like, you know, wavers. So maybe if they have... I think it's harder for them. You know, to, to, to set examples and show them like, no, like... No, you it's don't really just, not that hard. You don't just hard. get old, you get better. Yeah. And you do more. And... Uh, that's how I it doesn't mean it's easy though. Like I think sometimes with social media, it makes even kids think, you know, well, you know, I deserve that. I'm entitled to that, or that's what I'm gonna mm -hmm. have. And it's like, you can have that, but you're gonna have to work your little yeah, ass off for that. Like, <laughs> is is nobody on TikTok? Is nobody on social media telling you, oh no, you can have? It's easy. You can do this. It's not easy. You have to work. You have to put in time. You have to. You have to listen to people. Give, is anybody giving you advice, or are you just watching the stranger on TikTok that you TikTok TikTok that you've never met, but yet you are hanging on every word they're saying mm -hmm. because they're not telling you the truth. <laughs> There's a split camp. You on need that. us. <laughs> uh, and even I, I can even tell, like in, in 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 my company, right? So we have you know that, that age group, whatever, and mm. the twenties, the thirties, and it's split. Some of them who were raised. Uh, again, and, and to say like how my kids are raised, they are hard workers. They work, they go to work, they don't feel entitled, and they do. And they have bad days, and they have good days, but they know they have to do this. And then there's the other ones that just, you know, want this, this, and this because they feel they're entitled. And it's hard when you're in corporate America and you're trying to work with that, uh, but they're going to have, like, rude awakenings. Like, you have to work to get ahead. You can't just say that you are entitled to it because it's not going to work that way. Maybe it worked when everybody made the team for softball and all that other stuff would, would happen. Oh, you get, a, you get a medal, you get a medal, yeah, you get yeah. a medal. Best so smile. That's what <laughs> happens, though, when they hit the workplace. It's, I hate that. It's a, bi it's a big thing. So, so we'll see. I mean, you know, they do have more. I think the younger generation has more self-awareness and wanting to change things. Like I, when I was younger, I didn't. I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about politics. I didn't worry about whales dying. Like, you know, I just was no, living I my know. life. We didn't really. That wasn't something that we, we really we, talked about. We just did our thing. And now they're all, they have, that's why they have a lot of anxiety. Yes. We spoke about that a little, like, you know, because they have all this worry on them. And they want, some of them do want to make the world a better place. I just think that they have to start with themselves. And, and, and again, if we can set an example that you, you go through life, 60 isn't the end, you know, and you can do much more because I feel at 60, you're hopefully a little more financially, you know, able to do stuff oh, that I'm you want to do. <laughs> I'm just no, going to put it right out there, people. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not even not close. I'm not either. I just juggle at a higher level because I spend money like crazy. But again, I just feel when you're younger and you want to do things, even travel. You know, when we first had our kids, we didn't go anywhere. You know, now 
as a family, older kids, we go t- we go places, and I make sure every year. I don't care what bills we have and whatever. We plan that trip somewhere, yeah. and I do that. I, I just juggle better. Mm. Let's put it that way. Uh, but I just think, uh, you know, I, I just think that we can lead by examples. Of, like at sixty is a great place to be right now for me. I'm I'm embracing it, and I'm not ashamed of it. Like some people don't like. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah, like, don't tell what am I supposed to say? I'm 40? Yeah. I don't yeah. look 40. No. <laughs> you know, whatever. Or they, even for I'm them, old. Like hell for 40. Even, <laughs> even for them, if their birthday's coming really? up. Really? Nobody oh. would want to be 40. <laughs> I say, oh, you're 60. It's coming up. Don't tell anybody. I don't want it. All right. I'm like screaming it off the rooftops. Like, hey, I'm going to be oh, 60. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's, very, that's a very old-fashioned yeah. mindset. Like, yeah. no. You know, someone did ask me at my age, and someone said, you shouldn't ask her her age. And I'm like, why? Yeah. And they're like, well, because that's your, your that's your business. I said, no, you're making it sound yeah. like it's a secret. Like, yeah. I'm not 60 yet, and I tell people I'm gonna be 60. I think I was, t- I think I said it the day after my birthday. Oh wow! I was like, oh, I'm gonna be yeah, 60, and my my brother was like, you've been 59 for a day. I'm like, I know, but I'm gonna be 60. He goes, if you live like that, you're gonna miss a whole year of your life. Yeah. Like, pay attention, you're 59. <laughs> I said it to my mother, too, and she was like, you almost sound like you're excited to be 60. I'm like, it just seems like such a milestone. And I, I guess I'm just feeling like, wow, this this is what it feels like to be 60. I, I had a, a different, I had a preconceived notion when I was younger of what it would feel like to be this age. And it is nothing mm-hmm, like I thought that it would be. Like, I really, you know, I mean, my life is nothing that I thought it would be either, but... But no, but in a lot of pers- in in a lot of ways, it it's better. I feel like um, I feel like I believe I have more opportunities and possibilities now than I ever did in my life, and that for me kind of opens the world up a little more for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It, it's um it's insightful. You know, you have a lot of insight into thinking what what you were, what was p- before, like with women before us. Um, what they were able to do and not able to do. I mean, let's yeah. face facts. Like my mother was, uh, she really didn't, she went to college at night on her own. Mm. You know, people are like, you were, you know, you're going to school, why? You know, you're supposed to get married and have children and that's it. And, um, and then uh, she continued to then get a job and work while she had kids and got, was married and everything. And uh, in my family, we look at my mother as like, you know, the, the person who's remain independent. We, we were taught to be very independent uh, women mm. uh, because you never know what can happen. My father died at 53. Oh, wow. My mother was a widow at 50 and so or 51, I think she might have been. And that's early in life to be by yourself when you have children. I was I was 25 and my sister was eighth grade. And it's it's hard. Like it's mind blowing. And so um, when you look at that, she was always very grateful that she had a job, had a license to do something. She was a teacher and was able to go and continue her work and do all those wonderful things and to leave a legacy, you know, of look at how great this world Mm -hmm. is. Um, But with a lot of sacrifices, you know, there were a lot of sacrifices she made for us to be where we are we were in catholic school when we were raised and catholic high school um kind of crazy you know that we had very little money i guess you know my father was a he was a fireman and uh my mother was it wasn't working at the time so once they bought the house it was kind of like this is it's tough times this were, is it yeah, yeah times were tough 
But we always made it. We never knew the impact of what really was going on until like you look at it in the back end or the rear view mirror, so to speak. And that's when I see things that I want to change for myself. Mm. Like I look backwards and I say, well, I really would like to look forward and become this or enable people to regard things differently or push people in a direction. If you're not comfortable going to college right away, it's okay. Maybe it just isn't your time. Yeah. You know, I did college at night for eight years and I swore I'd never go back again. <laughs> and then I did a few more times after that. Um, and I'm glad I did. But does it make me stop there? Probably not. You know, right. I think I'm still going to keep going because uh, with knowledge, there's wisdom. There's, you know, again, you meet these people that you never know why you meet people. I never knew why I met you. <laughs> I still don't. But I know now. <laughs> I still don't know why the hell you no, came but, into but, my life, but damn it. But there's <laughs> always a reason that we bump into. It's like those people, yeah. you know, like. I always speak to like the universe, you know, you know bumping what? into somebody. I love that because, oh my God, I'm I'm having I'm having a moment, Christian. I'm having a moment. Pay attention because oh, you're young. <laughs> um, I'm, the first <laughs> I'm having a moment because you're saying that, and all of the people. Oh my God, see, and this is about getting old because now I'm kind of forgetting it. <laughs> I just had that moment, and I'm like, <gasps> and then I said, Christian. Say what you said again. <laughs> so I said on air and live. <laughs> I said I'm glad that you know we. Met. I don't know how we met. You don't know why. And I we don't met. know why yeah. me, we met. But yes. I do know one thing: that we're in the universe for a reason. Yes. And these, I feel like it's almost like you bump into something for a reason. Mm -hmm. That bump that you maybe hit when you couldn't see the road <laughs> happened maybe for a reason. Now I know. Now I knew it. You. I feel like heading to this time in my life, mm -hmm. because I have stopped worrying or stopped trying to change something or make something better or be everything, the right people are coming into my life. Correct. And that's what's making my life so exciting. Whereas in the past, I, I didn't make very good decisions in the past because of my mindset or because of what what had happened at some point in my life and I let it just define me I feel like the last few years I've been shedding those layers and as each layer sheds that's why I say I know the best women because I feel like I'm open opening myself up to people that I never would have you know it would have been like oh hi nice to meet you oh thank you and then just walked away from it it's like you're attracting what you're well, you're attracting putting what, what you're putting out. Right. Your energy is attracting like en like energy. Okay, we have to end this. I hate to end this, but I want to end it on this note. In short and sweet, if you could give any advice to a young woman, a young woman who might be struggling, a young woman, if, if just any, what's the best piece of advice? Like if it was your daughter, what is the best piece of advice you would give her? The best piece of advice I can give you is be true to yourself and don't become someone else just to fit in. If you feel a certain way, go for your dreams. Yeah. And because usually in your younger life, when you're trying and attempting to do things, there's always going to be people that have something to say to knock it or, or to, to break your confidence. Just despite them, make it happen. I so love that. Kathleen? I think my uh, takeaway, if that's what we could call it, um, ending note, would be 
we we had this word fear i think at the table a lot uh, when mm-hmm. we were there that night and there was a few times i went to interject and i just never really got the opportunity and it's uh the fear is face everything and rise mm-hmm. like don't let fear stand in the way of anything because that's not how you're supposed to live your life yeah you're supposed to live your life to live your life you mm-hmm. know and to be grateful and joyful and happy and celebrate others you know uh, don't be jealous that oh she got a promotion or she did this or she did that i find a lot of women in particular for some reason are some of these kind of sh- uh, they short they short sell themselves on oh i'm you know she's better because she has this and that it's not ha- has nothing to do with that right it has to do with the gratitude that goes into every single day living your best life yeah and doing the best you can that's at any age yes that's been any but again i think when they're younger but they I think they're younger sometimes they don't get that until later on mm-hmm. you know yeah i tell i go into i i am fortunate and and really grateful but very fortunate through the foundation that i work with to go into high schools and mm-hmm. the thing that i tell them because we usually speak to seniors going into the world and uh you know they're getting ready to go to college and I tell them to never, ever, ever forget that they are the most important person in the room. No one in any room you're going to step into, especially in college, is more important than you. Their needs, their wants, their requests, nothing is more important than, than, than you. So you have to always do what is best for yourself that doesn't make you selfish it doesn't make you a diva it doesn't make you it it makes you understand that in in this world we're responsible for ourselves and yes that's going to change when we have children and that's just that's just the that's just life but when they're young they have to understand that every decision that they make really has to be the decision that's best for them and not to worry you know not to be cruel about it, not to be obnoxious about it, but internally always know if someone is is requesting something of you or wants you to do something, the first question you have to ask yourself is, is this what's best for me? Because if the answer is no or you even hesitate, then it's a no. Then you have to kind of stay on your own track mm-hmm. no matter what it is, stay on your own track, with whether it's how you dress, whether it's what you drink, what, whatever it is, you have to stay true to yourself mm-hmm. just like you said charlotte you have to do what's best for you so we could sit here and we could talk about a million things including balls but we are <laughs> running out of time <laughs> so i want to say you know and this is what queen ages is all about this is what we did at the table this is we had fun we were open we were honest we laughed we cried um i hope that and and i also want to say that queen agers are always dream agers because you can mm-hmm. dream at any age. So don't ever give up on your dreams. Don't ever stop dreaming. Anybody at any be- age can be a dream major. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. So thank you so much thank for you. coming yeah. on. I, 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 am, I am loving looking at 60, and I'm doing it I with fabulous women like the, the two of you. And I'm really, at, at the night we, we filmed, I made what, nine new friends. I'm yeah. thrilled. I'm really. And w- I really am pushing forward with it. Like, I am, I've just decided I'm going to be this Pied Piper, and I'm going to be the person. <laughs> seriously, I'm going to be Great the person who just says, come on, let's do this. Let's just keep going. And, 
anybody who wants to come, like I'll be like flypaper, just slap, you know, just slap yourself onto my arms and let's just all go together and just let's just live and let's just redefine people's perceptions of what women our age are like. So Queen Agers unite. Queen Agers, <laughs> Dream Agers, any any ager that we are. I met oh, by the way, I met a woman who was eighty two years old last night. You know the advice she gave us? I swear to God. A beautiful Dominican woman. Um, she got up in the middle of the room and she was dressed so beautifully. Like she just she just carried herself with such class. And she said her biggest piece of advice to us was get rid of your underwear and stop wearing them. <laughs> And on that note, and I, I, the girl sitting next wrap. to me, she had to interpret because she was speaking in Spanish, and she went, she goes, "Oh my God!" And she just said, uh, as you would say, "Just free the cooch." And I just looked at her. I said, "What?" So yes, on that note, ladies, free the cooch, all those other things. Thank you again. I love you guys, and uh, I'll see you all next week. Bye. Take care. Bye now. Hey, Kristen. All right. <laughs>